Hey, Dan. What's up? We're back, baby. It's been a month. We're finally back to talk some Bears football to kick it off. And then we got a little, little basically 15-minute teaser for college football. Nothing too couple nibbles but how does it feel to be back dan feels great how's the studio up there in marquette oh it's same as it is same as it was heck yeah great a audio and wi-fi up there yep matthew how have you been i've been i've been pretty good i've actually not done the show in like two months because of my like work schedule and i was like i'd be sleeping in mokina and you guys would like, be recording milk lawn at like nine o'clock at night and you know i'd it was like I'm a, I'm a very I'm like an old man. Like I, I started work at seven a.m. every morning during during the summer every weekday. And I'm like a very old man. Like I wouldn't go out ever. Like I just wanted to like I just it's just not worth worth it to me to like be out like super late and then like feel like shit in the morning. So I was always like in bed by like eleven p.m. every night during the summer. So I've, I I only have done a podcast in like two months because like those like last three you guys said like I wasn't even. On the, I, I think the last one I was looking at the other day was July tenth. I believe it was the last time you were on. Yeah, so it's been like two months for me. So I'm, I'm a little rusty, but I got very excited, like writing out all of our pre-show notes about the. Uh, yeah, that's, we, yeah, we do notes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I got very excited writing about football. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just counting down the days, the minutes until like until Thursday at seven thirty. I it, it cannot come fast enough. Matt should be here every week as long as nothing uh, tragic happens because me and Matt are now roommates. Like yeah, we live together. Congrats. Nice little bromance. It's a good. It's a good fit. It's really like it. So. We already had the experience earlier of just, like, bouncing ideas for the show, like, just throughout the day. So, I think the quality is going to be going up just for me and him living together. Like, I think we got to make some content out of it. Like, maybe, like, next week when we got a little bit lighter of a schedule to talk about, we can, like, got to do some kind of, yeah. like, content idea. Like what's, like, what's, like, a weird thing Matt does? Like, oh, he, like, pisses in the toilet and then doesn't flush it because he wants to save money. That's a real thing I do. Oh, so but, do I. Yeah. Which, like, cause, yeah, I feel, I feel like we could, we could probably do something like that pretty easily. All right, Jake, it's the toilet every time. Nah, I'm paying the water bill now. So if I just pee in it, like fuck it, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm not, I'm not a gallon of water. That's, that's so much water, Dan. It's true. It is a lot of water. Exactly. You, so you just wait till you poo. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I poop, I'm not gonna leave it in there. No. That, that, that yeah, would be I, I, obviously, you're gonna flush the poop. Little fucking turd <laughs> staring back at me for like two days. I, yeah. No. That that would be pure savagery. No. I, if I just take a little tinkle, I'll, I'll leave it in there. It doesn't smell bad. But it doesn't bother anybody. Oh my god. That's weird, man. I got a text from Matt the other day. So I went to Walmart. Like, I think it was, like, last Saturday, bought a box of 50 generic brand fruit snacks. Because they're, they're the best, like, generic brand fruit snacks. They're at Walmart. And it came in a pack of 50. And, like, four days later, Matt texted me, did you eat all of them? And I said, don't you fucking judge me. This is how I live. It's happened a couple times where it would just be, like, at midnight. And I just watch TV or I do homework just in pitch black darkness. And he just gives me a look like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Oh, yeah, Jake, I'll, we'll just start doing it now. <laughs> two, two weird things that Jake does. He likes just complete darkness. Like, I'll walk in from class at, like, noon. It'll be, like, beautiful sunny day. And he'll have all the blinds closed. And he'll just be sitting in the dark. And I'll walk in, and he'll look at me like a fucking leopard and be like, hey. And I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? Or he doesn't eat real food. Like, he's just very picky. Like, doesn't know how to, like, actually make food. Like, I don't think I've seen him make, prepare. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen him prepare so much as, like, a sandwich. Like, the most, like, real you, you meal. Won't, you won't even make. What do you, what do you eat, then? The most real meal I've ever seen box of 50 fruit snacks that's what i did. yeah the most real meal that i've seen in meat is those like frozen mike trout brand uh pretzels, pretzels that you put in your freezer oh my god that's like like the, that's the most real thing i mean he's, he's bought like fast food and stuff but like in terms of making things that's like the most real like i had a frozen pizza like i was like making i was making food with my lady friend not a big deal humble brag <laughs> but she was like you want to invite jake and i was like yeah sure she's like i'm just very concerned like i haven't eaten like i want to like give him like a nutritious meal like he hasn't eaten anything real <laughs> Since we moved in. When you told me that, I felt like a true homeless person. As you should. Yeah. And as, well, as you should. Yeah. My, my diet at college, I mean, if, if you ask anybody that lives with me, I can't cook for shit. But I at least know how to make a sandwich. I can make a sandwich. Like, I'll make a sandwich. Jake goes to me the other day. Like, I start making scrambled eggs. He goes, yeah, I don't know how to make scrambled eggs. Like, I like them a lot. Like I'd make them if I knew how to. But I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> Dan, can you make scrambled eggs? I'm not an eggs guy. No? Hmm. No. I want to become more of an eggs guy, but it makes me really gassy. No, nah. oh, I was gonna say it's not hard. It's not hard, but it makes me very gassy. It's kind of why I never really got into it because I felt bad for my surroundings. Okay, I appreciate I appreciate that then. All right, so that's the first little five minutes back. I felt good. Can you say weird things about me? I feel bad. I just like ranted about you. Um, there's nothing. No, there's nothing like weird. I don't know because I know I'm weird as fuck. So right. it's like I don't judge. Give me something like you're gonna be masturbating at like nine o'clock in the morning. Um. I don't know, nothing yet. I'll come back next week. I'll actually like be aware and I'll look at it. We'll come back next week with something. 
but Bears kick off tomorrow, and holy fuck, it's back. Matt's, like, brought it up multiple times. He's like, he'll just say, like, Jake, we, we made it. Like, I never thought this day would come. Like, yeah. we're finally here. Like, holy shit. There's, like, a whole big thing of like, Danny, what's, like, when you, I don't know, because I guess college football always comes first, so it's NFL's never, like, the, like, the, the kicker, like, the yeah, first thing to come, like, what, like, are the, what do you associate with the NFL being back? I, I it's like landing on the moon for the first time. <laughs> every year. <laughs> Seriously, every single year, it's like, uh, Neil, uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, just finding out football's back. Oh, yeah. I don't know, cause like, yeah, because high, high school starts, and then the week after that's college, and then NFL. So, like, you ease into it, actually have, like, real meaningful games. But NFL is just different. It's just like, oh, yeah. These are, like, these are the big boys. So, Jake, six minutes, start talking about San Rita. Oh, I didn't say San Rita. I said high school. I had to say it. I, had, I, I know. I was just graduated. I had, I had to say it. No. Ooh. For, for me. Oh, are we going to have a, a mini side bet, Richard's Rita, this week? Uh, I mean, shit, I wish we would have done it last year. It's already up one no, one one nothing on the <laughs> yeah. series. Do the winner. What do you what what do you, what are you trying to bet? I don't know. I need like a line. I might I might have to DM Pat Desvato. I'm definitely trying. I just got to DM Pat Desvato and like, ask him like, hey, how we looking? Like Richard at seventh, rank seven. Give me a line. Seven. Give me like a line on the game if you're Pat Desvato, if you're Vegas. Richard's it's good. They should be favored to say Richard's. I would probably say if you Richard's minus six and a half. We can definitely think about. It. I'm, I, I would definitely be down to do something. All right, we'll think we'll, about we'll it. Little Mary's Maybe we could do like a little like ten minute episode. We'll like dog walk. We'll give you because like Rita. Depends, Saturday, thing. Or Friday. Friday. I don't know if it's Richards have Friday night games or Saturday morning games. It's at Richards. They have fucking lights. I, I don't know. Just double check. They have lights. Making sure. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so, we're going to go into the Bears first, then we'll do divisional predictions next. After, we'll do divisional after the Bears, and we'll do all of our divisional winners, our wild card picks, whatever. But we're going to go into the Bears first. Nothing really happened, really. We have two new running backs, Mike Davis and David Montgomery. Um, we swapped out defensive coordinators. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal okay, yeah, a... that no one's talking about. Like, I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, it'll just be fine. And I have no reason to suspect it will or will not be fine. But I think it's a bigger deal. I know we have, like, very talented players, so that's what everyone's saying. Like, the fact that we have such talent on the team, like, makes it okay. Like, mm-hmm. even if he's not as good, like, it'll, it'll mask it. But I'm, like, kind of worried. I'm just kind of worried about this. I, I I'm like not because I trust Chuck Pagano as a defensive coordinator. As a head yeah, coach, it's... no. Like, he... He was a head or he's a defensive coordinator for the 2000 Ravens. Like he's been the defensive coordinator for like stud defenses before. Okay, that makes it feel like, better. That's all. I'm like I'm not worried about it. If it was like a guy, like up and coming guy, like, defensive coordinator, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But he's been there, done that. I'm not worried. Okay, I like that. I didn't know he. I did not know he coached like the Ray Lewis murderer. Yes. I, I read, read. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. So I don't know. The kicker situation sucks, but I feel like it's kind of overblown, and it should be because. As dominant the Bears were last year, like they just couldn't kick. Just wild. Absolutely wild. Panera hasn't been bad, though. He's eight for nine in the preseason, hit a 58 yarder. That was like his highlight play. And he didn't miss one point after attempt. Like everyone, like, everyone misses those. That's like, that's like, oh, that's all the rage these days. But I feel like, he, and I, but I, like preseason, he's been his numbers eight, eight of nine, four of uh, three of four. But obviously, like, you're really going to make it, like, you're really, we'll really see what he's all about once the regular season comes. Like, when there's actual pressure, when it's NFC. NFC wildcard down by two points, and he hit this field goal. Like that's what we're gonna find out, unfortunately. What, what he's really made of. Like one. And it doesn't good. doesn't help that a couple weeks ago, Prater hit one from like sixty three. He's washed up though. I think everyone's saying he's washed up. Is he on a team right now? Yeah, he's with. The, wait, no, uh, not Prater. Fuck. I don't remember who it was. I know you're. I, I don't remember who it was, but somebody drove up from sixty three, and it was wild. I know yeah. Pinero. Pinero was always packed as like a like a big leg, and Elliot Fry was always pegged as like. Shorter, like you know, Which, like thirty and in, forty and in, he's, he's cash. But I think, I think, I, think I feel like, but that's also what Cody Parkey was supposed to be—just the shorter. Like he doesn't have the distance, but he's accurate. But like when you get into Chicago with the wind, like you need a little force behind that ball to push through the wind, and Parkey didn't have it. And he was also aiming for upright, so that's like pretty cool. Um, the only pro- the other problem is that we—it's like like now like with this whole situation that it's such a big deal the kicker. It's like now like, we're actually looking for a kicker. We're looking for a guy who has like the mental fortitude to like know like he's literally being talked about every single day on ESPN one thousand. Like I'm mm. so sick. You asked me like what are the signs that football is back? It's like well actually no, I, I was gonna take I take that back. I was gonna say hearing Bears talk, but literally the entire summer on ESPN one thousand driving home from work, 
every day was, oh, what's the, like, what's the update on the Bears kicking situation? Like, we don't just need a guy who can just hit field goals. We need a guy who can hit field goals. And if he misses one, like, handle being booed off the field. Handle, like, you missed that one kick in, like, a blowout game. Like, the entire week, media will be talking about, is he the guy? Like, that's that's the really shitty part about this whole thing. Is like, it's been so, so blown out of proportion. You need, like, a mentally strong person now, not just a guy who can just hit him. He's a kicker that needs the mental strength of, like, a starting quarterback. Exactly. Which and is why. And that's, that's why they're kickers. That's why those kickers. That's why those people. That's why those kids who go into the kicking direction that go play soccer. That's why those kids who, you know, like, they're fucking Like, big time, like, Tua Tunga Viola. Like, big time quarterbacks who just yeah. have big old balls. So, but yeah. Well, is there any, like, off-season things of note you want to bring up, Dan? No, Montgomery was, I, was awesome. Like I, I, I'm really excited to see him. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be great. Like he's just, he's a not he's a tough dude. He's a tough, he's, hard he's to a badass guy. Yeah, like he, he's a guy that Chicago's like already falling in love with him. And it's yep. just gonna take like one or two runs against the Packers where he breaks like four tackles and just doesn't go down, and everyone will just be like oozing over him. Um, he's not a power back though, right? No, he's just hard as fuck to tackle. Dave, Davis will be a power back. Davis is—I I always thought Davis was like a receiving back. No, he's—he's—he's he's, he's pretty bulky. Is he okay? Good. He's a that thick was, boy. That was the only thing I was gonna say. Is we have no short, no short yardage guy. It's also gonna be kind of sad seeing Cohen. I don't think he'll be phased out of the offense, but seeing him in like less of a role because he's like my—I think he's my favorite bear, honestly. The fact that he's just like two feet tall and just like the most explosive mm-hmm. player on the field. At all times, when he's on the field, it's just like I just love that about him. I, I hate to see him lose carries, but I understand. I am very excited for Montgomery. Yep. And now he's got now now uh, now he has all of his toys. Like he didn't like inherit. You know, he got rid. Of, he inherited Jordan Howard. So now he got rid of him. So now it's like it was like college coaches. You always think, oh, it's his first year. Like these aren't his kids. You gotta give him like two or three years. Like yeah, you gotta give Nagy a few years to get get his guys in there. So I'm looking forward yep. to it. Um, where do we want to start? Do we want to start out with our? Let me just keep going with Bears talk. Just no, that's what I'm saying, but. Trying to think because like, we're not going to do like a Packers preview. We're not, you're, you don't come here for the X's and O's of like what the Bears are going to do against the Packers, especially week one. Because guess what? We don't fucking know. I'm not Matt Nagy's cousin or brother. I have no inside information. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get there. But right now, we're not. So I don't know. The line's three and a half. And I don't know if I'm confident. Like, I I'm... still have Bears, like how Big Cat and you were talking about last year, like, you used to get nervous for primetime games. I all of a sudden have that again. It's like, sure. Are we actually going to be good this year, guys? Or are we going to be like the Jaguars where just like, never I think, mind. I think we're going to like literally murder the Packers. I think we're going to murder them. I I can see it going every which way. I can like, see it. Bear I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I think we're going to, I think we're going to murder them on, on Thursday night. I like, so you have a new head coach. That's one knock. Obviously, you know, things weren't going well, but that's like a knock. You can count that as a knock. It's a new offense. Guys are like Same on the situation road. we were in last year, going on the road, first game with a new head coach. Exactly, prime time. So yeah. you have Devontae Adams. You have that guy with a long ass last name for the Packers. Their number two wide receiver. Yeah. His name is like. Do you know what I'm talking about, Dan? Yeah, I, I don't know his name. Can you start can you like the Packers death chart? Mm-hmm. You got that guy. Who are the running backs? Aaron Jones and who else? Aaron Jones and uh, Ty Montgomery. And then wide receiver or tight ends Jimmy Graham. Yep. I just like that. Like that doesn't scare me. I know Randall Cobb's not on the team anymore, right? No, and they just, I just feel like I don't know. They just don't scare me. They just, they just do not scare me. They got rid of Clay Matthews. He's a guy who like, like, like the more we see like these guys like Clay Matthews, guys who've been like bear killers for years, like slowly like deteriorate and become worse, and then eventually leave the team. Guys like Randall Cobb who literally scored like the game winning touchdown. Guys like Clay or guys Matthews, like guys like Jared Allen. Yeah, so that wide receiver Marquez Marquez Valdez Scantling is their number two wide receiver. That guy. Just guys who are just like killers, like they've been killing us for years. But we're starting to see them get older and like deteriorate, and you know, slowly like switch teams. Like Jordy Nelson's out of the league. I'm just, I'm honestly not. Like, I don't see like how they could, how they could beat us. I, I, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat as Jake right now, where I think this game could go any direction. But I think once they start running out of the tunnel, I'm just gonna say Bears by hundred. I mean, we we saw what happened like week one. That was week one of the offense. Like everything's so new. You're running like like preseason football, running the offense completely different from regular season football. Yeah. And even then, Trubisky barely played in preseason. Yeah. So that first game was his real full game of like full offense. You had Roquan; he only played like ten snaps. You had Khalil Mack, who was completely gassed, and everyone just grew. You have like a lot of young guys like Cohen, Anthony Miller, who just grew and like, grew into their role. And like you know, there's a lot of new faces. And that was the very first game they barely beat us. 
in the in the and it was at Lambeau too. And I just I I just do not see how I I think you blow them out. I honestly think we kill them. Like I don't I don't, I don't see a reasonable argument for why we can't kill them. Oh, you know, I, I, there are arguments why we could kill them, and they are much more sound than the argument of why the Packers would win. Because the Packers winning, the only argument is Aaron Rodgers. That's point A, B, C, D, all the way down to Z. Like, there's nothing else. It's not going to be like, oh, Aaron Jones just gave us the business. No, it's going to be because of number 12. Well, we saw it happen last year when he came when he came to Chicago and that game where we, we, we clinched and we knocked – I think we knocked them out of the playoffs, and we also clinched Correct. that same game. But that was close for three quarters. That was close for okay. That was close for three quarters. But we've got we've gotten better in the off season, and have they gotten better in the off season? I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Dude, soon. Everybody's saying that their defense got better. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah, I'm not a package. Their Jackson's defense nothing. is young. They've basically just their entire drafts lately have just been defense, defense, defense. Mm. And like they have good young guys. I just don't know if they're ready to be like because like they don't have to be everything because they have Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what Aaron Rodgers we get, but I don't know. I could see this game going every which way. Like Bears close win, Bears blow up, Packers win close, Packers just come in and just give us the business. I feel like that's the least likely situation, but I could see it happening. I just think I, I I'm very confident we're just gonna give them the business. Are you putting any money down on Bears? My no, I don't. I don't bet on the Bears anymore. I used to bet on the Bears back when I was wet behind the ears and short in the tooth. I used to bet on the Bears. But then I realized, like, when you have an emotional investment, like, you don't need money to, like, get you more involved. Like, I normally just bet. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'll just bet if it's, like, oh, it's, like, a Tuesday night action on, like, oh, Kent State versus Bowling Green. Like, oh, fuck, I'll throw, like, three bucks. I'll throw, like, five bucks on whatever team. I don't know anything about them. Like, that's what I do with Jake's watching football. But, but, man, you picked the wrong time. Like, did you bet on Bears last year? Uh, I did not. I just don't do it anymore. Because they – go ahead. They had, the be- they had the best record against the spread last year. Did they, yeah, of course. So, not, I start betting them, they're going to start losing. That's the only thing. But I just yep. don't like – once they have the emotional inve- uh, the emotional investment, like, I don't need, like, the monetary, like, win as well. Because like, it just makes it all the worse. Like, once I'm happy, I'm, I'm just happy the Bears won. But if I lose – if they lose, it's like – or if they don't cover the spread and they win – it's like I don't want there to be any reason for me to be like upset. The Bears just won. That's 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 why I don't bet on the Bears. It's a good it's a good good mentality. So for long time listeners, been here for the whole last year, whatever we've been doing. Um, oh yeah, we didn't really have an episode for the one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary, guys! Oh, happy one year. I put in the group yeah, chat. Happy but one year. Congrats! It, I'm kind of proud of myself. Whatever, I'm proud of us. Um, bro, big, big time, big time, me, not we guy. Cool, <laughs> very cool. But uh. Looking at like how we've done every other sport, like Cubs, Bears, um, we haven't done it for the Bulls, but we just everyone knows like the MVP, like every other show does it, like who's gonna be the MVP, who's gonna be like the unsung hero, all that what shit. Those, what are those called, Jay? Superlatives. There you go. Superlatives. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Superlatives. Um, so instead, we're gonna mix it up again. Instead of doing that, and everyone's gonna do it, you're gonna hear it all week. You've been hearing it all week since we're recording. We're dropping this on Wednesday. We're gonna do. What three guys would we miss the most if they just missed the entire season minus Mitch Trubisky? Because obviously, if he's gone, he fucks up on week one. This, like, say he tears something. Oh, well, the season is gone. Chase Daniel, we will be a 5 and 11 team. So, besides Mitch, we want to just go into who we think are the three most important players. Basically, it's a hard way to word it, but basically, who would we miss the most if they missed the entire year? And Not who's the best player? Not the best because it's Ooh. definitely Cleo Mack and then it goes to Keem Hicks and like whatever you want to listen to. But who is like the true definition of most valuable to this team? All right, Matt. You're going to lead it off. I think I, we're just going like straight one, two, three. I, like, I don't think we should go like I go, then you go. I think we yeah, should so one, two, forward. three. Excuse me, yeah. So my three, my top three, it's all about Mitch feeling comfortable this year. It's all about Mitch taking the next step. Because we know this defense, I've been hearing it all in ESPN 1000. Like, oh, this defense has to regress. That's just impossible. They might like get like a few less interceptions or touchdowns, but I see no reason why this defense should regress. They're playing better teams offensively, that's for sure. But like in terms of like the skill of the defense, like we can still rely on this defense to keep us in ball games. Like there's no reason, and we and so the reason I'm picking, I have three guys who are all offensive players because I think we could lose Khalil Mack, and we can still cover our asses because we got like a, we have deep, we have a deep team. We could lose Eddie Jackson, like fuck, that really sucks. We can sub in Deion Bush and like. Drop off for there's definitely a drop off there, but we can still cover our asses because we still have an amazing pass, you know, pass rush. So my number one guy for the most or the uh, what, what most it? valuable basically. What did you say most valuable? The biggest loss if they were to be out for the season, like they, they'd have to, it would, you you would see yeah. I, I I had it really well yeah. Basically the most valuable 
if we, if they were gone for the rest of the season, if they were injured, we'd be, you know, the most detrimental to the team. Number one, I have Allen Robinson. He didn't play in a lot of games. Or he, not he didn't play. He was injured for a few games, I know. He missed a few games. But I feel like he was make sure the safety blanket out of the wide receivers. He had the most rece- he had the most receiving yards. He had the most receptions, but he had the most receiving yards. And I feel like it's all about just Mitch getting comfortable. This is basically like, uh, this is basically like a branch off. Like we said, you can't pick Mitch, but it's all about this year. It's all about Mitch taking that next step mm-hmm. and just being better. So all my guys are just guys who compliment Mitch and guys mm-hmm. who like make Mitch feel comfortable. So my number one, Ellen Robinson, he had the most receiving yards. My number two is Tariq Cohen because he had the most receptions. And I know David Montgomery, we're all very high on him. And I am too. Like I think he'll have a really good year, but I just need to see it, kind of. Like I don't want to put on my. I, I don't. I didn't want to say David Montgomery because we just don't know what he'll be. He'll, obviously, we're expecting him to have a very good year. We just don't know exactly how he's going to be using the offense. And Tariq Cohen had the most receptions for for uh, Trubisky last year. He's a very good like dual threat. Just like you can toss to him off to the side, he'll just house it from like eighty yards. He'll just mm-hmm. break off like a huge play. So I just feel like he's another safety a safety blanket type guy for Trubisky. Just dump it down and just get that first down. And then the fourth guy or the third guy is Trey Burton. He had the second most touchdowns on the team behind Anthony Miller, which I thought was shocking. I think he had five or six touchdowns. Uh, so that's, so that to me, that shows that he's like a red zone safety blanket. That's a guy that like, he'll look for, just like a quick little curl route, quick little pass in the uh, red zone, just like find him, in, just find him in the end zone to, you know, cash in on six, mm-hmm. not fucking give it to Cody Parkey to throw it, to double blink it off the uh, yeah. crossbars. So I just feel like red zone, so yeah, red zone, red zone safety net and second most touchdowns like just a, a, a guy to look for when you know you're playing in tighter quarters in the red zone. Yeah. So I'll just say I'll just guys who are like safety nets for Trubisky, just yep. to make him feel as comfortable as possible. I'll go next thing. I like he's not on my list, but I do like the Allen Robinson pick because especially in that Eagles game when it was like fourth quarter. All right, but basically turn off your brain and just fucking play. Like you don't have time to just think and think and think. Like it was all right. Allen Robinson one on one. Here's the ball. Like I'm just gonna toss it up, but you go make a play, and he did. And it like, hurts because if we had done that all game, like we would have won. But Nagy was just very conservative. I mean, we've already ranked about yeah, this multiple times. We, Nagy we, was just very conservative. So I need him to like let the, like like let let Trubisky run loose, like like throwing the ball. I think that's up to that's up to Mitchell, so like Rose. But like I like having Al Robinson on the list because he is of all the receivers, he sticks out. Like most of our receivers are just shifty guys that can just pretty quick like make their own separation. Al Robinson's the only receiver that's like, all right, I'm bigger than you. I'm just going to go get that football. Yeah, exactly. You can just throw it so, out. Like, if he's a real key because if you take him out, then we just have a bunch of fast guys that get separation. And some games, like, it just doesn't work, and it's a real shit show to watch. Exactly. But my list, top of the list, um, two defensive guys, one offensive guy. Number one, Eddie Jackson. If everyone listened to the Eagles preview game, I love Eddie Jackson. I think he's my favorite player on the team, just – he so makes this is why he's on the list. This is why he's on the list. Because he's your favorite player on the team. No, no, no. Because I think he does so much for this defense. I think he does more for this defense than Khalil Mack does. Because what Eddie Jackson does, he's so fast, sideline to sideline. He lets the corners get basically in those receivers' faces. That's why I think Eddie Jackson is more of a reason. Cal Fuller had, what, eight or nine picks than Cal Fuller himself. Like, if you take out Eddie Jackson, I think Cal Fuller maybe has, like, three picks. Mm-hmm. So, Basically, him being on the field, him being so fast, silent, silent, just guards so much ground, lets the corners be more aggressive, and lets, lets our pass rush get there. And, like, they know, okay, we can bring another guy if we want. Eddie's back there. He's got our ass. Mm-hmm. Number two, and I noticed this watching the Panthers preseason game, Roquan Smith. Watching him run sideline to sideline and just basically just getting all the drag routes, all the middle routes, and just basically just hunting them down like a lion in the wild. And then fucking the next series, watching what Nick Klikowski try to do the same thing, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, this guy is so slow. And he just looks slower because he had to do it right after Roquan. But it made me realize, like, if he goes down, we don't have just that fast-ass linebacker to just clean up everything. So he's number two for me. Like you're just disrespecting Dan Trevathan with that pick. But... Well, Trevathan's good, but he's not he's, – he's more of the go fill in the hole, yeah, eat up a blocker, and then Roquan comes behind and makes the tackle. Yeah. Yep. And we have – Nick Wachowski, not as well, but he could play the role of I'm the slower, thicker guy, fill in a hole, let someone else make the play. Yeah, you can't, so, you can't do those guys. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want two bruisers in there. No. Roquan's number two. Final one, share with you, Trey Burden. So I think he makes the offense go. Not go, but he's enough to where, all right, we're thinking of Cohen. All right, we're thinking of Allen Robinson. Oh, shit, there's Trey Burden one-on-one with some, like, slow linebacker. And, like, it's the perfect guy to just, like, basically just kind of a – different tempo guy just mix everything up and 
without him, I think the offense gets a lot more flat. Which sucks because mm-hmm. he's already pretty much like out for yeah, the first game. Yep. And it's just like a mysterious injury. It's like, yeah, kind of groin. Why? Just kind of happened. I was just saying about this. I'm not just before about to cut you off, Jake. You're good. But like, I always hate playing the Thursday night games because it's like all around like less rest. But it'll be nice because we're, you know, yeah. like, we're, like it's, it's basically we're on full rest. So that's our only Thursday night game. We can do, so I think every team has to play on Thursday at least once. So I think that's like an NFL rule. Yeah. So if we can just fill it in now, that's like I'm, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of it because we have a very hard schedule this year. So I'm a fan of that already. Start start off the uh, season. Yeah, it's, it's the starters' first time like getting significant minutes. Like they're playing from like one series at most, and now they're playing a full game. Yeah. And now going into week two, they're gonna have ten days rest. Like that, it's gonna hit their body different not playing in any preseason games. So they're yeah. gonna have the extra three days of rest, yeah. which I love. But they're also coming to not even. Like they're not playing off of like less rest, like you should be going into Thursday night, but they're also getting more rest than the third game. It's it's the second game. I mean, it's the only Thursday night game like you'd want. Exactly. Um. All right, Dan. Who are your three? All right, starting off, uh, I have the same pick as Matt. Matt, I uh, I have Tariq Cohen. You need Tariq Cohen as a bailout guy. Third and long, you give him a little dump off, and you go and run thirty yards, punt returns, gives us great field position. And then, like, those one or two plays that he has in a game that just really spark the offense and get him going, I, I definitely think Cohen's would be tough to lose. Um, second, again, it's it's cli- it's cliche, but Khalil Mack. I know you guys said, like, Jake, you said Eddie Jackson, like, all that, but it starts with him. It starts with Khalil Mack. Getting pressure on the car- quarterback, getting, um, like, make, making the quarterback throw to Eddie Jackson. It starts with Mack. I do always agree with that. Like a good defense, like a, like the key to a good defense, you have to like go the front of the lineup because if you just if your quarterback has all day to throw, it doesn't matter how fast Eddie Jackson is. As long as they have all day to throw, they can just sit back there and wait for plays to develop, wait for like routes to be reran downfield, and the next thing you know, oh, mm-hmm. there goes Fonte Adams running upfield because like he had all day to just sit there and like, oh, I'm gonna start going upfield. Oh, so thanks, yeah, just, like, I do like that pick. Yeah, shout out to like me. every 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 team is going to it has Mac on their scouting report. Like that's that's the guy. Like you have to stop this guy. Or else he's going to kill us. He's a game wrecker, as Chuck was yep. said today. Game wrecker. And then third, uh, also kind of goes with my Mac pick is Hicks. You got to stop the run, and you also got to keep keep the pressure on the quarterback. My one thing with Hicks is you can lose him as long as you have Mac. If you don't have I, Mac, that's fair. Because like Akeem Hicks with Mac on the field is getting all single team. Like there's no double teams coming because all the double teams are going to Khalil Mac, and he fucking eats. Now, Khalil Mack is also hurt, and now, I don't know. Then, Akeem Hicks has to be there to eat up those double teams, especially on like, yep. middle runs, but I do like the pick. He's a big guy, and he does I'm – right. glad, I'm glad he got love. Just does glad, damage. I'm glad you had those two guys on your list. They needed love for this segment, and me know. and Matt did not give it to them. I just feel like the defense is just so good that, like, you can lose, you know, you can lose Khalil Mack for a whole season. Like, that. that's tough. Mm-hmm. We, are, we're just deep enough as a defense where we can pick up the slack, where I feel like offense, like, it's – like the reason I pick these guys, I feel like it's more of a testament to the fact that our offense is clearly weaker, and like Mitch needs his guys, like the guys he's comfortable with, the playmakers to be there for him. But man, like the the question is like next, like this Thursday, who's the one guy in the Bears besides Mitch that you do not want them to have a season-ending injury? The one guy I don't want to have a season-ending season-ending yeah. injury for like for for like the most, like you would be like, oh shit, we're screwed. I mean, like I said, like I think I think it's the three guys that I said because I think Mac obviously we lose him, but. That's like a humongous loss, but our defense is still good enough that we can like get pressure on the quarterback, and we can still pick up the slack on other spots in the defense. Because our quarterback, I mean, all three, I mean, all every every level of our defense, D line, linebackers, to our defensive backs, we're all very good. So that's, yeah, that's why for me, it's all about complimenting. Like, because like we said, Mitch Trubisky, like we all took off Mitch Trubisky off our list because he was our number one guy. So for me, it's about like making that number one guy comfortable. Because if you start taking away his weapons and like he's playing with guys he's unfamiliar with. Like we want Mitch to be like literally as comfortable as possible. We want him sleeping in like sweet like penthouses, like by himself in like Green Bay, like the most expensive. Yes. Yeah. Like getting Dude. full night's sleep. We want him to be as comfortable as possible. So I just yeah. catered all my picks to that. I want him. We want Mitch to be as like consistent and as comfortable as possible going into the season because he is. Our defense will show up. We need we need Trubisky to like we need Trubisky to take that next step. Yeah, it, the, those picks do make a lot of sense. Like your logic's there. The. Um... Like this has to be the season where Mitch solidifies himself as our franchise guy. I hope so. I, I hope so. I, I, it has I, to be this year. I've heard a lot of good from like I mean Kyle Long and Matt Nagy and Chase Daniel talking about how he's like head and shoulders above where he was at this point last year. 
So I mean, I I, I want to see it because I don't know if that's just them saying you know like they're hyping up their guy making him feel good. Like I want to see it. I just the Bears have just never ever had a franchise quarterback like a real no. franchise quarterback. And I'm not gonna like you guys are saying like you're afraid of Aaron Rodgers. I'm afraid of like ever like putting too much hope into a quarterback and having it. You just get heartbroken. Exactly. I'm yeah. like I, I'm very confident in Mitch, but I'm not like all the way there. I'm not gonna be like fighting with like Twitter trolls from Green Bay on tw- on like fighting with them on Twitter about it. I just I, I need this. I still need to see it from him before I really jump all into that into that like franchise quarterback. Yep. Okay, so we have one viewer question from our good friend Jarrett, and he tweeted us. He didn't tweet us, but he sent me it on Snapchat. Um, and it's it's actually a really good question. It was like also regarding how you were talking about Mitch's progression. It's very weird, especially listening to the radio, how like diverse the opinions on this team are. Like especially the offense, like. You'll hear one beat reporter say, I was at practice. It looked like dog shit. Like, they look just, like, overmatched compared to the defense. Like, I don't see any growth, whatever. And then you have, like, the next day, someone being, like, I was watching Mitch in the one-on-one drills. He looked fucking great. Like, yeah. maybe even a sleeper MVP pick. Like, how does it make you feel, like, better or worse? Like, how does it, I don't know. Like, I want to say, how does it make you feel? Because it makes me feel just weird. I have no opinion. It's like, mm. who do I trust? Like, I'm not going to, like, just put my, like, positive head on and be like, I'm only listening to the good guys, and I will not listen to everyone, like, all the naysayers. But I'm also not going to be, like, De- Debbie Down, and it's like, well, half them say bad things, so I'm just going to think doomsday scenario, like, we're going to go 5-11. Yeah. and 11. Yep. This is why I'm like, I, I, go ahead, Dan. Oh, no, I was go just ahead, saying, like, those, 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 like, stores and stuff like that don't bother me. I don't put a lot of stake in it. Like, so you're like, can I just – not saying like you just like don't care like no matter what they were said or just like since they are differing you're just like yeah I don't care I don't care see this is why I I disagree with that because like I learned you know big J journalism going to journalism school but we all we put our we, people tend to put themselves in what what they call echo chambers where it's like I'm a Republican like for example I'm a Republican so I don't follow any Democrats I only follow people on Twitter that I support so then you only hear like those opinions mm-hmm. you just think anyone who says anything else is just wrong yeah where it's like it's good to like hear other people what they're saying. So that's why I think like that's part of the reason why I'm like waiting to see because I've heard like a ton of reports from like from, like, from Nagy, uh, from Daniel, like I was saying, Kyle Long, and then like other like beat reporters saying, "Oh, he looks great." But then there's like there's one guy on he has ten one thousand one days. Like I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched him practice all day, and he was doing the same things from last year. I just I just don't see it. I don't know where everyone's coming from. Oh, like Bears fans are such suckers for the echo chamber. Like last year, Lewis Reddick on ESPN like was the one yeah. guy that was really holding the bear like torch. And people were just socking his dick. Yeah, Every yeah. tweet ever was just everyone quoted like, "This guy gets it. Like he's the smartest guy at ESPN. Give him a raise." But it's just like, yeah, we lost to the Eagles. Yeah, so. and that's, 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 I see that a lot. I have a, a core of uh, people I follow on Twitter who are like, they're not Bears like reporters. They're just like regular like my, my pals, and they just love to like retweet like good pair like good Bears things. Like someone like some random ass dude with like two hundred followers. Like here's my here are my predictions for the playoffs or like my for my division winners they they'll say the Bears like going to the Super Bowl to beat the Patriots and like they'll retweet it or if someone says like they have the, the Packers winning they'll re- they'll quote tweet it like, what a fucking idiot are you talking about <laughs> the same exact qualification it could be the same exact yeah, account exactly it could be like the guy who said like the Bears are gonna win it all has like ten followers and the guy who like said he thinks they're not gonna win it all is like the most accredited like writer yeah. at the NFL Network, like <laughs> fucking doing it for his whole life. And they're like, "You fucking idiot! What's wrong with like you?" Like a ten-year exact, like just exactly. retirements now, just yeah. the media. So that's why I'm also kind of waiting to see. Like, I I know obviously I I love to just buy in, and me me Dan and Jake have been having this argument where I've been like I think I've been more realistic about what the Cubs are gonna do this year. I'm sure we'll get into this later, mm-hmm. but like I'm think I've been more realistic, and I feel like they haven't been. I just, I just like to be – I just want to be more realistic about my teams and, like, be open-minded and not be like, well, I just love Mitch Trubisky and I want him to do good, so I'm just going to assume he's going to do good. Like, okay, I hear these other reports about him not being where everyone thinks he is, so I'm just going to, like, wait and see with my own two eyes. Like, I just want to wait and, like, see what he does on Thursday and behind and, like, go from there. And if you do lose this game on Thursday, it's not the end of the world. We saw what happened last year. We lost no. the first game, went 11-3 or 12-3 and the rest of the way. Like, I just don't want – I also want us to lose and be like, the season's already over. Yeah. No, we're not, but we're not going to lose. We're we're, not we're going to no, we're not going to lose. I think we're going to murder them. I really think we're going to murder them. I, all right, Dan, give me a score prediction. Oh. Um, uh, actually, let's go to Matt first because I just threw that on you. Matt, obviously, you're more counting one side. So. I, know, uh, I think we. I can see us winning by, like, like double digits. I, I, mean, I, mean, I know I've been saying we're going to kill them, but I can see us winning by, like, like two touchdowns. Ten uh, points. I'll say we're going to win by ten points. 
I just got way, way more conservative once I actually had to give a score. <laughs> I don't know what the score is going to be, but I could just see us winning by double digits. Uh, I guess because I'm going through it, I'm guessing Bears 24-13. I was going to go 24-17. You're actually more confident than I am. I guess so. Like, I just – because I, I don't trust the Packer defense. Like, my thing's not – I don't think, like – I don't know. Because we did kick the shit out of Aaron Rodgers. We sacked him, like, what, five times when they came to Soldier Field. Then Eddie Jackson picked to seal it off. It was, like, beautiful. It was art. Until mm-hmm. yeah, so they got hurt. Like, uh, that's, the, that's, that's the worst part about that play because it broke Aaron Rodgers, like, on a foul streak of, like, most passes without interception. But it'll always be followed by, oh, yeah, when we do, you know, fucking Eddie Jackson. They basically lost in the playoffs. Such a, it's such a bittersweet clip because it's like this is the play that ended the Packers season. It's basically the official passing of the torch to the Bears. Yeah. For, like, this is your division now. And That's at the, the same exact play, it's like, oh, yeah, your star safety is out. And you probably lost the playoff yep. game just because of that. And like that, like that is, like, the moment. Like, it's not often you can point to like, like one play in a football game. But that, like, that is the play that ended the Packers, you know, run. But that is like the play you can point to, unfortunately. Nuts. Um, yes, we got our score predictions. That's Bears in depth. Um, I don't think there's much else to go except for just blabbering, and we don't want to just blabber. So like, I will say, I think the Bears put up like 30 points on offense. I think we like had another year into the offense, more offensive tools for Trubisky, more of Nagy's guys. I think we put up 30 points offensively. Then add on the 15 pick sixes we're going to have against Aaron Rodgers, and then Deshaun Kaiser because we're going to break Aaron Rodgers' face, and then Deshaun <laughs> Kaiser's going to play the rest of the game. So, we're going to put up 30 points offensively is my prediction, we're gonna, my bold prediction. I'll go first because I'm just springing this on you guys. But we'll do um, a season-like record prediction. So, I think the defense has to regress a little bit. Just the talent is still there. But, one, the competition is going up. We're not facing the Bucks, the Giants, and the um, 49ers. We'll have to face Rams, Cowboys, and the Saints, like, Obviously, much better competition. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. no, I'm just saying, like, because when you finish last, you play all the last oh, place yeah, no, teams. I know. The last so, place like, team, Jeff. Those are at least three games you're facing instead of a last place team, a first place team. Okay, competition's higher. And the rate we just fucking – amount of touchdowns alone we had on defense, like, maybe even goes down, like, two or three, fine. But, like, it's a little bit – like, because we fucking just set records. Like, you can't just expect to set records again. Mm-hmm. So, I think talent-wise, they'll still be great. It's just, like – the extreme numbers of pick sixes, scooping scores, and all that shit will go down a little bit. But to counteract, I think the offense will pick it up towards, like, they'll average, I don't know, maybe 30 more yards a game, maybe average four more points a game to where, like, they're picking up that slack. So I'm going with the same exact record as last year, 12-4. and four. Who, do you, who do you lose to? What games do you lose I don't like going through every game because, like, what the fuck's the point? Going well, how, do you predict, like, how do you predict the game? How do you predict the season record if you don't go through the games? I go through every single one, but it's like I'm not going to go in depth, like, well, here's why they win week 11. Like, I'll go through games, I'll be like, confident, yes, confident, yes, so so. And then usually I split the so so's in half. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like going to the Rams, going to the Eagles. Like, we'll probably lose one of those games. Like, that, those are just two yeah. tough games. Like, we'll most likely just win one. The Chargers, Chiefs, Saints, and the Cowboys are all coming into town. Like, those are four tough games. Yes, they're all at home. We'll probably drop one, maybe two. Like, they're tough. And then they're also going to be like the fucking Miami game where it's just a random stinker. Yeah. Like, you just have no goal. So, I'm going 12-4 and four again. When there's a yeah. Mission. And, Jake, like, they, I, I think that I, I do it the same way. It's one of those things, like, now that I know, like, after we saw, what we saw from the Bears last year, I, I would used to, like, look at the schedule and be like, chalk some losses, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, we'll drop, like, one at Lambeau. But now that the Bears are good, it's hard for me to just, like, chalk a loss. Oh, it's very hard. That's why, like, I just look at the so-so maybe games. Because there's never just, like, a mm. game where, like, obviously when they were bad, it's like, oh, going to Green Bay, lost. Like, you don't have that anymore. So, I just split the maybes in half. Like, you win some, you lose some. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go with 13-3. 13-3? Okay. okay. I'm going 11-5. I, the games, like, I was looking at this earlier. I think we lose to the Rams in L.A. I think we lose to the Chiefs at home. I think we lose to the Vikings. That's week 17 on the road, same as last year. I just think at that point, hopefully, you know, all's going well and we don't play all of our starters. And I also think the Vikings are going to get better. I know we, we all hate Eric Kirk Cousins, fucking loser, but there's no way he can be as bad as he was last year. And they'll have, they'll have a fully healthy Delvin Cook, quote-unquote, because he'll probably injure himself again because he's very injury-prone, unfortunately. Yeah. Not unfortunately, I mean, obviously, Vikings guy, but, you know, never ruined for injuries. But I think the Vikings, like, there's no way they, they can get worse. There's no way they can continue to be as bad. Like, Kirk Cousins has to be better than he was last year. So then the fourth game I have is losing is to the Saints at home because the, the Saints, it's just Drew Brees. It's just the Saints, Michael Thomas, Elvin Kamara. It's like a dangerous team. 
and then just one random game sprinkled in, like Jake was saying. Like you just can't predict. You know, might lose. Oh, you know, we're, we're sleeping. You know, maybe maybe Trubisky gets a concussion. He's out one week against like the fucking Lions, and we we lose yep. in Detroit. So I'm going eleven and five. So that's a good transition to like going into the rest of the league. Like, you think the Vikings are gonna be much better? I'm the exact opposite. I think the Vikings are gonna they're gonna stink. They're they have enough talent where they're not gonna be fucking like pitiful. So like, I think the entire NFC North, besides the Bears, is like above average to slightly below average. Where worst case scenario, like the Lions go like six and ten. Worst case scenario, the Vikings go seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Like worst case scenario, the Packers are like seven and nine too. Where like at the same time, and you guys gave me shit for this, I could see every single team in this division winning the division. Like yeah, that's ridiculous. The Lions, See, like they, they, I, I don't. I, the Lions can, aren't going to win this division. Yeah. Just due to schedule alone, I think the Lions can. And I do think they're going to get better. Like they're because I did the I did our division winners and our wild card players and our wild card team. But like spoiler alert, I don't have the Lions in there. They're my seventh team. Like something happens to, I don't know. I guess I'll go into it right now. My NFC division winners are the Bears. We are doing wild card. We said we weren't going to do wild card. I apologize. I went through and I did it myself. But I feel like the lines are right I, I on that. Sorry, I did. Wait. So wait. So we are or aren't doing wild card. I did. If you didn't, that's no, on me. I didn't prepare you. That's my bad. So I'll go through my first. I feel like the Lions are right. They're going to finish seventh. They'll be right on the cusp. They're going to be a lot better this year. They're going to be a sneaky team. Why? Why? I just. Why would it be better? Because they did invest in their defense a lot. I like the receiving core. I like on Johnson. Matt Stafford's good enough. Like, and then they're always just good for like every random, like every five or six years. You know? We have this. But Jake, Jake, that just because like, oh, they're due. They're, the NFC is really good. I agree. There's been due since 1985. How that was awful. Not great. Yeah. And like, there's like, there's a reason. Like, it's like once you get that, like once you turn your team, like once your team turns into gear. That's when you take advantage of like the last place schedule, and like that's like what the Bears did this past season. Like they feast yeah. on like all last place teams. But that's just you can't just assume like oh they're playing all last place teams. Like they're like they're you know they got a shitty schedule. Like they're just as bad as those teams. So they got so they got they lost Marvin Jones. They got Mike Daniels from the Packers, I believe, right mm-hmm. on defense. Yeah. Who else yeah. they got on defense? Who else did they invest in on defense? I don't like it. There's not Detroit Lions. Oh, I'm just me. saying who? they are my friends. You're just saying team. you're saying things, but you can't. Who did they pick up? Just say who they picked up. I don't know. I just. I'm you're, confident in the Detroit Lions. You're, so you're just saying things. You I'm not saying they're gonna fucking but win Jake, the NFC. Like, I'm just saying, watch them be the sneaky on the but, fringe. I'm just saying you're saying this. You have no real thing to that. What's on the What's on the fringe? Like what record is on the fringe? Well, it always depends. Cause like sometimes a 10 and 16 doesn't even make the wild card game. I it, see yeah. like I can see them being eight and seven going into week 17. It's like all right, if they win, they could get a sneaky like that last spot. They They win and they need like two other teams to lose. Yeah. yeah. So like fringe. Fringe team come last week of the year. That's uh, I, I don't see it. I just think you're like you're saying like all oh, like they're really like like the buzzwords like oh they invested in the defense. But you're not you know you're not you know, sports actual, is a cliche, man. Everything's you know, a cliche. You don't have actual evidence mm-hmm. to like say like oh like here's what they did. Like, you're just saying, right, like, let's move on here. I'll see defend, we'll see soon. NFL starts this weekend. We will see very. I'm soon. gonna put a note in my phone. Yeah, we'll find. I mean, we'll find yeah. out. I'm gonna put a note in my phone about Jake said that the Lions could win the NFC North. I they could. I'm holding two. I don't think it's gonna happen. Just because obviously we're bishings, and I, but, but you said it could happen. I don't. Know, I guess see. Yeah, I don't know. Well, good. You make the note. I'll. I'll continue. NFC North Bears. What's the? Okay. Well, I was gonna let's just like, other division. NFC North. We'll just we'll all say Okay. Well, NFC North. I'm assuming we're we'll going Bears. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Bears. Okay. Bears. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Did you said just walked you in. Said pack, you said Bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. NFC East. Matthew. The NFC East, what do you want to go? Do you want I'll to go, go first. I'm going Cowboys. The NFC East, I'm going Eagles just because Zeke Elliott. I just, just don't know. Yeah, I'm also going Eagles. When's he going to come back? If, if, if we knew Zeke was healthy right now, because I like this, this do that dude Michael Gallup they have as their number two wide receiver. Amari Cooper just reported back to camp or something. It was he, I didn't even know he was in a contract holdout or something, but he's back. And Dak, they, they never they never signed that contract with Dak, right? Nope. He's playing out his last no. year's contract. Guess so. So, yeah, I if, if Zeke was there, if Zeke plays week one, my pick will I'll, I'll Retroactively pick, change my pick, but as of right now, you don't know when he's going to play. We saw Le'Veon Bell stop the entire year, so for that reason, I'm going with the Eagles. And Dan, you said you're on the Eagles too. I'm going with Eagles. Healthy, healthy wants they're they're going to be better. That's the reason I'm not going Eagles because I do not know if we're going to get a full. When was the last time? What is rookie year? Was the last time we got a full season of healthy Chris Wentz or 
Did you say Chris Wentz? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Why is he Chris? But, it's late. I need to go to bed. And even then, it's, it's done dirty. Even then, I don't think he played. But I the think... thing is, like, you have to assume the guy's going to be healthy. Well, that's not, but I don't. But you well, can't. There's some guys just like, you know, they probably won't be. I actually agree with that. I completely forgot Carson Wentz was like. Where you had that. Nick Foles to be the backup, which that's probably a top. That's probably the best backup quarterback in football last year, which we saw in the wildcard game. Like, look, yeah. I don't know their backup this year. It's not Carson Wentz, or it's not on Nick Foles. So, for that reason, I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, NFC South, I'm taking the Saints. I just don't see anything else from those other teams. Saints, yeah, Saints. Saints. I think this is the last year for Drew Brees before it's like starts to become a big drop-off. Mm-hmm. Like, where Payne Man just had, like, that one year where it was 2014, he was seven records, and then, no, it was 2015, he was seven whatever. It was just the one year there was a snap. And it all went down. I feel like this is the last good ride for Drew Brees. And that was the other, that's the year they won the Super Bowl. Ironically. Yeah. Which is like, really no, Pete, like... Pete, Manning, Pete Manning stunk when they won the Super Bowl. That was the year he couldn't throw, more, could not throw the ball more than like 20 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That was that same year. Uh huh. So we're all in the Saints. Yes. Yep. NFC West. I have the Rams repeat, repeating as West Champs. Yeah, Rams. Rams. And then I don't know if you guys are wildcard. I did. Um, for the fifth spot. Seahawks six spot Packers. I was told we were just doing the division. That's okay. I'll do. That's I'll okay. do. Uh, I'll do Cowboys and I'll do the Vikings. Okay. You only just want to throw two teams out there, Matt. Uh, I mean, I'll, no. Okay. I do my research. If I'm if I'm gonna pick these, I do my research. Okay. Yeah, I kind of just I kind of just went on like just went said screw it. Uh, to go though, so. I don't want to give out un- uneducated uh, picks like Sam Colangelo in the NFC North and have no nothing to back it up. All right, let's go. It is true let's, though. I didn't say they're going to. You I got said flustered. you got flustered when, 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 I, when I started asking. I don't. Facts, I don't want to go into the Detroit Lions. Why we're down. asking you to go ahead? Why? Because we're forty six minutes into this thing already. <laughs> well, we were like thirty minutes and we we're talking about it. <laughs> All right, what the fuck's going on over there? Sorry, uh, I get I got a little kicked out of my room. Someone about to, is someone doing the sex? Is someone ring? No. No, Scott's going to bed. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought maybe your respectable young lady was brought back to the, uh, the apartment. The establishment, yeah. All right, back into the swing of things. Um, AFC North, I have the Browns winning it. I don't think the Ravens will make a next step. I think the Ravens will regress. The Steelers are just a shit show without Antonio Brown now. I'm taking the Browns. I'm buying into the hype. Matt? I will do for this one. I did write down one sleeper. And so I, I I did write down one sleeper for the uh, AFC, so I'm I'm willing to do I'm I'm willing to negotiate. I'll do the AFC wild card. Okay. AFC for what? I have the Browns winning the wild card spot. I think it's just like every 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 team needs like one year just to get used to each other, get in the groove of the offense. You can't add all these pieces and then just expect them to just like click immediately. So I have the Browns winning the AFC wild card. I have the Ravens winning the uh or the AFC East. I just think you know the same as like. North. I just think it's the same as like Trubisky, like another year for Lamar Jackson in the offense. I think he'll get better. And I just think they they have a, a very good defense. Same as the Bears. Like their defense is almost like argues better than the Bears. Was, was better than the Bears. It's like one A and one B. Like well, you could really throw throw them either way. So I'll take the uh, the Ravens. Damn I'm going. I'm also buying into the Browns hype. They're they're just too loaded with talent to not win the division. I think we saw it with like remember like Mike, it was like Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson. What was on the Eagles team where it's like, oh it's a dream team. Now Shady, Shady McCoy. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson. And it all just fell Jeremy apart. Macklin, it's like oh like, yeah. I feel like I feel like just because you get like, a group of names on on a piece of paper, I just don't know if it, if it always translates. I think it will translate to wins, but I just don't think it will translate to the win, winning the uh, AFC North. Um, AFC East, I have the Patriots. Yeah, I have the Patriots. Patriots. All right, AFC South is the Texans. Just because I was going to pick the Colts, the Colts would have been my sneaky Super Bowl team out of the AFC. But then uh, Andrew Luck said, "No, thank you," which is fine. Good for him. I'm glad for him. He's happy. Mm. But because that, I'm taking the Texans. Yeah, I'm going Texans as well. But also the Colts are my my second wild card spot. First or second interchangeable with the Browns. I just think that Jacoby is good enough to just step in and like maybe his first few weeks will be pretty rough. But I think he's good enough to just step in and like. Do enough in that offense to like carry them to the, to the wild card spot. And their de- their defense is very good. Yeah, they're just so t- they're very talented on defense. They're very talented on offense. They have you know, Eric Ebron had a great year tight last year. Ty Hilton, Marlon Mack. I just think they I think they can and they can still strap together a, a, a second or first wild card spot. Um, and then the, the AFC South. I, I also I also like the Texans. Mm-hmm. And then out of the West Coast, I have the Chiefs repeating again. 
they won't have as good as year they had last year. I feel like they're going to regress a little bit, but they had so much room for error. I still think they're winning the West. Yeah, I have the Chiefs as well. I also feel like a big dummy head for not picking the Chargers to like make it to the wild card game. But my, I already, I already picked those, so that's. Is that it stuff? Got, exactly. Yeah, I, I wrote, I wrote in pen, not pencil, so I can't erase that. So yeah, uh, Chiefs are winning the AFC West. And then I'll, I also have the Chiefs. Um, my two wild card teams at the AFC are the Chargers and then uh, the Jets. Jets, really? I do like the Jets because they have two games against the Dolphins, two games against the Bills. And they have a pretty favorable schedule, like overall. I don't know the rate. Right, I I also like the Jets as a sleeper too. They had Le'Veon Bell, which I'm not a fan of paying a running back, but they did. That's their own their own thing, whatever. Like they're a talented defense. Like they're they got they have parts, and I like Sam Darnold, so I think he makes a step. And they uh, and they added Adam Gase, a QB minded head coach. He's, he's a fucking freak. He's a yeah. Freak. I think you guys were sleeping big time on the Ravens. I don't think Lamar. So like you to make that extra step, you have to also believe Lamar Jackson's going to turn into like an efficient passer. I just mm-hmm. don't think he will. I mean, I think it's the same as Trubisky last year. Like they have an amazing defense, so even if he tries to do enough, uh-huh. I think he's I think he's capable of just doing enough. Even if it's like Mitch from last year, where he was like maybe like a little bit below average, he could just do enough to get, like carry them to two and four, and then or twelve and four. Like I think he I think he's capable of just doing enough. And obviously, as the whole completely completely different quarterback from Mitch, where they're both runners, but he's like extra like. Yeah, very elusive. Uh, hopefully, he's not going to stop running as much. He can, you know, maintain his career for a long time. But I just think it's the same thing. Like they have a very, very good defense. That all he has to do is just and uh, just maintain, be consistent, make the easy passes. So it's up to you guys. We've already recorded the college portion of the show, which is coming after this. Overall, it's a pretty long episode. You and it's late at night. Do you want to save Cubs talk for next week? Because I feel like once we open up that can. It's just gonna go on. Yeah, that's yeah. Once we open it up, we can't get out of it. Yeah, I think we should save that. Save the argument. I save, save it for next yeah. week because uh, we'll also have a Bears breakdown of the game, whatever. So we'll save the Cubs talk for next week. I know probably people, the few of you are listening, is going like, "Oh, now that uh, that's the down big. down three games. Let's let's see how they talk now. They're not first anymore. Uh, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. We're gonna wait. I think people are pretty much for like baseball season still going on. That's yeah, it's like wait. Baseball, they they can still play this. That ended like the summertime. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll just skip, I'll fast forward through this part. All right, well, it's not goodbye because there's still more parts of this episode. Yeah, so we said goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see Jake because sometimes Jake not struggles, but Jake kind of kind of hard times about transitioning. You're like, okay, see you guys later. So I'm excited to see how Jake's gonna transition into like, but because we we pre-recorded the first part. Yeah, so we already said goodbye at the end. So go ahead, Jake, take it away. All right, thank you very much for listening to the big portion of the NFL preview. Thank you for coming for the Bears preview. I hope you enjoyed it. But guess what? It's not over. Second half of the show is starting now. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Nothing much. So, this is the first time we've been recording in over a month. It's going to sound weird because this is going to be put towards the end of the episode. This will be the last segment. You've already listened to mostly Bears and NFL talk, probably a little Cubs baseball if you were up to it. Um, this is going to be the end of the show. We're talking college football, a little week one recap. We're not going to go too in-depth because we're not going to act like experts because we know we're not. But we kind of just want to talk about basically our big takeaways, what we noticed watching the games and, like, 
just a short little maybe 10, 15 minutes because we're not going to go too long and waste your time and just fill shit in your ears. Yep. How does it feel to be back, Dan? Uh, pretty good. It's been it's been a fun week, to say the least. A week and a half. How did betting go for you? Um, I didn't bet a whole lot because I went up to Michigan over the weekend, so I, I, w- I wasn't able to watch a whole lot of the games. But uh, I, I went, like, three and two, I think. Like, I didn't bet a lot. Of, or, like, no, uh, three and two, yeah. That's not too bad. I went one and one. Bet the Northern minus six and a half against ISU. I bet more money on that. And then I lost the Oregon plus three and a half. So, that kind of hurt, but I still ended up being positive. That's good. Man, how about you? Uh, I went I went two and three. The only really bad beat that I I mean I had Purdue minus ten and a half. Now it's like a, a pretty clear winner up until the up until the end when they decided to start fucking around and you know partaking in some tomfoolery. But before that, uh, start off zero and two. But my biggest my really big my really big bad beat was I had over uh, sixty seven in Ohio State. Who they play? Ohio State. Uh, uh, FAU. FAU. At over sixty-seven, they scored sixty-six. So that was that was tough. Didn't appreciate that. that. Yeah, I mean, went two and three. So obviously could have gone better, but could also have gone a lot worse. So I'm I'm trying to find the uh, the bright side. The grass is always greener, if you will. The thing that's funny to me is that Florida Miami game feels like forever ago, and it was like a week. Week. A, like this is how this is when like college football's back. Like things that happened with. Literally seven days ago, it feels like, wow, I can't even remember what happened in that game. Felipe Franks probably looked amazing. Yeah. Florida won, like, cool. But I feel like everyone looked pretty sloppy for everything I watched. Like, Bama Bama was only up, like, ten points at half against Duke. They ended up, like, washing them fine, whatever. No, they, they, they ended up – wait, was it ten points at half? I know it was tied. Wasn't it tied after the end of the first quarter or, like, three nothing? After, after the first quarter, I don't think there was any score. That's tough. But it wasn't much separation going into half either. It may have been ten points, seven points, like. But they, but they still covered. Oh yeah, still covered. They were fine. Clemson kicked the shit out of Georgia Tech. Trevor Lawrence didn't look too good. He's my like Heisman pick. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love Clemson. They're my national, like title pick. Team wise, they looked great. Trevor Lawrence had like a dog shit game. I just don't think he really cared enough to. I don't know. Um, but I guess we'll do that around really quick, just because we made a tweet about it. But it's worth mentioning, just because you're listening to this. Who our final four picks were? I'll go first. Mine was Bama, Clemson, uh, Michigan, and Oregon. Oregon's already lost, so I already look like a fucking idiot. Danny, who are your four again? I took uh, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Matt, I mean, I said I said Bama, Clemson, obviously, but then I also said Youngstown State and like some other fuck, FAU, some other slapdick school. But I'll say actually Oklahoma's three, and then. I'll, I'll just say Michigan right now. I don't really know. I don't have a strong four right now, but I think Oklahoma mm-hmm. was definitely looked very, looked very good, so I could definitely see them being in contention. Matt, you had a Jalen Hurts take. You said you wanted to get off. I did not say I had. You said something about Jalen Hurts. No, you said that I. You asked if I had. Why? What, what was it? Jake asked if I had a Jalen Hurts take, and I just said no. I just wanted to talk about how well he played. And then oh, Jake that's goes, what Matt, was. how about that Jalen Hurts take you just had? And I was like, not. What was? I was just. I mean, I thought we were. The plan was we we're going to do our, our one big takeaway from college football this past weekend. I wanted to get into it. Oh, well, that I would well, take. What's, I was just, what's your one big takeaway? My one big takeaway was Jalen Hurts. I just didn't want you know, I don't want people to yeah. think I'm leaving a Jalen Hurts table or a Jalen Hurts take under the table and not mentioning it to him. I was just going to say Jalen Hurts. I mean, he went 20 for, 20 for 22 passing, 332 passing yards, and then rushing, he had 176 rushing yards, three touchdowns. That's pretty damn pretty good. good. Three touchdowns. I think it's three touchdowns throwing, three touchdowns passing. Pretty good. I think one of my buddies texted and said he'd have like sixty something fantasy points, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. So I guess we'll we'll be a take. I think Jalen Hurts is gonna win the Heisman. Does that mean he's the best quarterback? No, Trevor Lawrence much better, Tua Tua much better. But it's not about who's the best quarterback. It's about who has the best numbers. I feel like and it's most outstanding. The most yeah, most outstanding. And it's a quarterback. It's, first of all, it's a quarterback, a quarterback award now. So I mean, obviously yeah. no running backs, no Jonathan Taylor's yeah. are gonna win it. Although he might be the better player. But I just feel like if he can keep you know stat stuff like he is. You can't not you can't not give it to him if he keeps doing this. I know he's not going to play Houston every week, but the Big Twelve is not known for their uh, their their ferocity on defense. So my take, I'll just you know I, I yeah just 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 come with that take. Jalen Hurts Heisman winner twenty nineteen. Book it. Yeah, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's next four games are South Dakota, UCLA, Texas Tech, and Kansas. Pretty good. Like Jalen, after five weeks, Jalen Hurts can obviously be like, yep, I'm the Heisman favorite now, guys. Like mm-hmm. I'm just putting outrageous like stat lines out there. And he also yeah, was making a third, of, third year in a row for an Oklahoma quarterback. And he was also making a lot of a lot of throws that he wasn't making. I mean, obviously he's not playing. You know, Houston Houston defense versus SEC defense. 
But he, I think he was making a lot of passes like before. He's just known as like a runner. Uh-huh. But I think he's also making a lot of throws. But uh, you know, like I was saying, they're playing like basically a FCS school in uh, Houston. But still, I think I, th- I, th- I think I liked what I saw from him: passing and obviously throwing. I did not watch the game. I was at work. But I just... said, hold. On. I said passing and also throwing. Pa- <laughs> rushing, rushing, and also throwing. I like what I see from. I liked what I saw from him: rushing as well as throwing. I don't know. I nice. I have no opinion on the Oklahoma game because I did not watch the game. But their thing will just be if they could. If they can hold teams to like twenty five points a game, they'll be fucking just yeah. Um, Dan, what's your one big takeaway? I don't really have one. Oh, cool. All right, thanks, Dan. I'm not. I'm not joking. It was just so chalky. It was just a week one chalky week. Cool. That's it. That's a a take. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. What what do you? Obviously, Jalen Hurts was like the probably the only like huge. I'm talking about like Justin Fields. Like uh, Justin Fields saw you know he looked good. I mean, that's not the the one big story. What about Oregon? They showed they could hang with the SEC defense. Well, they, they were, they, but they were supposed to, they were supposed to hang with them. They were preseason ranked like ten. They were We're not favored though. Eleven. It's weird. That's... There were three and a half dogs on the road at, at, at an SEC team. You could find something. There's eighty five games. There. Okay. Was, okay. No takeaway from Danny. Okay. Cool. Well, it was a great, great game. His takeaway yeah, that there is nothing noticeable today. His takeaway is that that's fine. No takeaway. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. Don't judge here. I'm judging. Okay. Why? Because those are one fucking segment. <laughs> just think of anything. You can say anything and be like, "This is." It was. Thing. It was a good. It was a good week to. I, I mean, I just bet the favorites the whole time. Like that was it. Okay. Uh, my big one takeaway is the SEC is no longer the best conference in college football. Like besides Alabama, Georgia, and I guess you can count Auburn and Florida too, and LSU like those fringe tier two teams. The rest of that conference is fucking horrible. South Carolina lost to North Carolina. Um, Mizzou went out. They went and lost to Wyoming. Yeah. Tennessee lost to Georgia State. I'm trying to think of who else. Vanderbilt, they lost, but they played Georgia. Um, just the mm-hmm. whole SEC besides those top, obviously the two elite teams and then the three, like, tier two teams. Like, the rest of the conference is real shitty. And I think it. I don't think it's obvious because I guess you can make an argument for other, maybe the Big 12. But I think now the Big 10 is top to bottom the best conference in all of college football. And I think it'll just be reinforced the rest of these, like, pre-conference games. I don't know about so that. So it's, like, round what? Week four, week I, five? The, those the thing is. What the? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I think it was week four, week five were all games or conference games. Like, I think until that point, is it going to be reinforced that the Big Ten, top to bottom, is better than everyone else? I don't know. Even if it's top to bottom, that might not make it the best conference because I don't, I don't know if there's a title contender in, in the Big Ten. I think Michigan and Ohio State are contenders. Are they as strong of case as Bama and Georgia? No. But if you win the Big Ten with one loss, you're going to the playoff. And I think what we've only had one. That's, that's not a guarantee. I think it is. As long as the one loss is not to, like, Iowa by 30 points. Mm. Um, basically, if, say if Ohio State beats Michigan or vice versa, and but somehow due to tiebreakers, Michigan has one loss to Ohio State and they win the Big Ten. Like I still think they're in. Well, that was the case. That was the case last year. I forget exactly. I think the Ohio State had two losses, though. I don't want. Ohio State had one one really bad loss to Purdue, and they were Big Ten championship, Big Ten champions, and with one loss, they didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this year, as long as it's not like one of those bad losses to Purdue by thirty or Iowa, when Penn, you know, is it Michigan or Penn State lost to Iowa by a ton? I forget. Or no, that's also Ohio State losing to Iowa by thirty plus. Like, as long as that was two years ago. Yeah, as long as like. Wisconsin, or I mean, um, Ohio State, Michigan. If like one of their losses is Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and they still win the Big Ten, I think they're in. I think it's nearly a lock. So, mm-hmm. especially if say, I don't know, Maryland beat the shit out of was it Howard or like just those fringe teams. As long as they're okay these next three four weeks, that makes everyone else. It makes the top of the Big Ten their strength of schedule look better because then the wins, the Wisconsin win will look better, or a Northwestern win will look better. All they look like dog shit at Stanford. They, but Jake, like the Big Ten West champion from last year was Northwestern. They just lost to Stanford. Oh yeah, very bad. Like that. I don't know what they're going on with their quarterback situation, but seven points, not great at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's. Do you have anything else? Big college football because it's week one. It's nice to be back, but we really didn't have any big games like Auburn, Oregon. Really nice. It was a fun game to watch. It was a really good game. But that's basically all we had. Like. I think it was the only ranked on ranked game. Um, next week we get LSU goes to Texas. I am excited for that. Hold That's that tiger. LSU opened up four and a half point favorites. Um, 
Yeah, but I don't really have much else for this week on college football. How about you, Dan? There's another rank game next weekend, you know. Yeah, I yeah. think there is. Let me check that. They're for side because I've seen the promo. There's two. Oh, no, next week I'm not sure. I just know what stuck out to me was LSU going to Texas. Clemson's playing A&M. That's another big one. That'll be fun. That was a really good game last year. I, yeah. Didn't that, I think that line opened up, if I heard on a, on a different podcast, I heard um, that line opened up 18 and a half. You listen to other podcasts it's, besides it's, Guns? No free ads. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, it's, li- it's listed at 18. At Clemson, that's a ton of points. Like, I think A&M has too much talent to lose by 18. And, like, that's, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but any other takeaways, Dan? Besides, no. I mean, I said it earlier. Yeah, there were no takeaways. There's, it, there was like the biggest upset, I guess, was Tennessee losing. But fuck Tennessee, like that program blows. Like, yeah, either Tennessee or South Carolina losing. That was all. Oh, did you see Mac Brown like crying after the game? Yeah, that's oof, it. Got me. That was all. Oh, that was gorgeous. That's it's the beauty of college football, Mac Brown. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for this episode then, because we'll go last. Thank you for coming back, listening. I know we were off for a month. I hope you like the quality of content. I don't know what's coming for the first half of the show. I hope it's going to be good. Yeah, probably but, uh, not. Maybe. Who knows? A lot, of, a lot of Bears talk, NFL talk. I feel like that's our strong suit, because I think we know the most about the couch, but it's like no one really wants to listen to baseball No. for a half hour mm-hmm. every week. That's why we stopped. So I feel like we're going to give you some good Bears takes this, this episode. I hope you like them. All right, Dan, uh, I'll see you next week. Yep, see you next week. See you guys. See This piece is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's a fight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Or spend some time and rock a rhyme I said it's not that easy It's to 